0: All right, let's get into the Word of God this morning. Let's get right into the Word of God. All right. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, please. 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to read a few verses here. We'll start at verse 4, and we'll finish at verse 8 today. All right. Thank God for all of our guests that are here that are here. We appreciate you being here with us. Anybody here's your first time, your first time with us? Just raise your hand. God bless you, sir. I see you. God bless you. Glad to have you. God bless you, man. We see you. Glad to have you. Praise the Lord. Come on, give them a big hand today. Let them know we are glad to have them here with us. We certainly appreciate you being here. I pray that you all did receive one of our gift bags. Did everybody get that? All right, good. There's a card in there. I want to make sure you get that filled out um, and make sure we have your information so we can let you know things that are happening around right here, but also there's a place for you to fill in a prayer request uh, that you may have. We know prayer does change things. Prayer works. Amen. So uh, we are a praying church and we'll pray with you and pray for you for God's blessings upon your life. Amen. Praise God. Also, uh, before I get into this, thank you so much uh, to all those who came out yesterday to help us get the church back set up. And uh, at least I know put together a big team of people and uh, I was surprised and gladly when I came to see all the people to come here yesterday. We were out here yesterday till about maybe 2 or 3 o'clock I think it was, finishing little, little details. But we appreciate you uh, getting everything back tidy. They, they dusted everything. There's a lot of dust in here, but they, you know, they took care of it. Amen. Amen. And so we really appreciate that. And uh, so this week we should be good. They just got to come in and do all the little trim work. So we should be good. Amen? Amen? All right, we can start recording now. All right, First Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 8. Does everybody have that? Yes, okay, let's read this morning together. Ready? Read. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities. But it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. That's as far as I want to get today. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Let's, let's do this. Let's read, uh, continue to read through verse 11. Okay. Verse 11, verse 9, pick it up, ready, go. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills again we read in verse 4 the same spirit verse 5 the same lord verse 6 the same god verse 7 the manifestation of the spirit all right then we saw in verse 8 through these other verse verse 8 and 9 through the through the spirit then we saw verse 11 though says but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one, distributing to each one, distributing to each one individually as he will. So all these gifts are from the Spirit of God. And so today, as I promised, we're gonna begin teaching for the next couple weeks here, a message entitled, The Divine Nine. The Divine Nine. Father God, today we thank and praise you for the opportunity we have now to hear and receive your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to us. God is faithful to your word we ask you today Lord according to your word to give us ears to hear eyes to see hearts to receive your word thank you that God today there'll be no hindrance or restriction from your word going forth we thank you God that every demonic force that wants to come against your word is put to flight right now and we are all free to receive the engrafted word of God we receive it with meekness because it's able to save our souls. So speak now today, Lord, from heaven. We hear and we will obey and take to heart everything you give us. We pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right, take your seats today. All right. Let's do a quick review. Everybody say review. Again, I didn't preach Wednesday. Didn't preach this last uh, Sunday. And so we began, the last time we ministered was on uh, the uh, previous Wednesday. So we've been talking again about the grace of God and how God's grace is his divine enablement that enables us to do everything God has called us to do, right? Talked about purpose and grace. And so we saw, in fact, get the scripture on the screen for me, please, in 2 Timothy 1, 9, how we are, if you're born again, you're not just born again, but you're also called to something. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 9, that God has saved us and called us with what? A holy holy calling. Y'all see that? Okay, so I'm not just saved, but I'm called. I'm not just saved, not just born again on my way to heaven, but I'm called to do something while I'm here on this planet. You got it? So I'm saved and I have a calling. Then I want you to see something else. Uh, Let's turn over to uh, Romans chapter 11, and then we're going to go to verse 29, because... With that calling comes gifts. All right? The Bible says here, Romans 11 verse 29 says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. King James says are without repentance. Are y'all familiar with that? So notice it says here the word gifts. Gifts is plural. But then it says, and the calling. That's singular. So the gifts... And the calling of God are irrevocable or are without repentance. So each and every one of us, we just read in 2 Timothy 1.9, we all have a calling. So along with our calling, there are gifts. Plural. Okay. So if you're called, then there are gifts. I want you to see that. Y'all have read the scripture before, I'm sure. But I want you to see that in this light. That doesn't say callings. You don't have many callings. You have a calling. And it's not your prerogative to change your calling. Whatever your calling is that God has called you to. In fact, the Bible says, let every man abide in his calling. Okay? The Bible says, says let every man also make his calling and election sure. So whatever God has called you to, make, make that sure. Now, so if God tells us that, then there's something he gives us to go along with our calling, and it's called gifts. Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, in other words, if, if it's your lot in life to be uh, a singer, a praise and worship uh, leader, then there are, I'm just talking about now natural giftings. There, there's some gifting that has to go along with that. I mean, if you don't know the difference between an A-flat and a D-sharp and all that kind of stuff, it may not... You know, I'm, I'm talking about, I don't mean if you can play it. I'm talking about if you can't, if, if, if the keyboard just hits a note, uh, you can't be trying to find it. You got to. Okay. No, oh, you hear me? In other words, there's, there's something, there's some talent or ability that goes along with that particular calling. But I'm going deeper than that. I'm talking about your, your holy calling. And if you have a holy calling, which you do, everybody say, I do have a holy calling. So then if I have a holy calling, then there are gifts that go along with my calling. This is so important, ladies and gentlemen. I've been trying to get across to us over here over the last couple weeks here that we all have gifts. First Peter four, verse 10 and 11. Let's look that up at that, please. First, first Peter chapter four. Let me slow down. First Peter four, verse 10 and 11. Glory to God says, as each one has received a gift. How many? Each one. each one has received a gift. Each one of us. How many of us are called again? Yes, all, all right. So if we're all called, then each of us has received a gift. Yes. Yes, sir. Amen. So nobody in, this, in the body of Christ should be saying, well, I don't have any gift. I don't have any gift. Well, are you called? Well, no, I'm not called. Yes, you are called. Everyone who's saved has been called and everyone who's called has gifts. You got it? So as each one has received a gift, then it says minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold, what? Grace of God. Verse 11, please. Verse 11 says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with what? The ability which God supplies. That's what we identified as grace. Grace is the ability which God supplies to to uh, live out or fulfill your calling. To function in your gifts and calling, got it? That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever, Amen. All right, so everybody say, I have a gift. I have a gift. I have at least one gift. I have at least one. All right, go to Romans chapter twelve, please. Romans twelve. Romans twelve. I'm still reviewing here. Romans twelve. Glory to God. Verse six. <clears throat> says, having been gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. Do you see that? Yes. So I taught about how according to whatever grace God has given you, there are gifts that are given to you that, that go along with that particular grace. Yes. Yes, whatever char- uh, charise or whatever favor God has put upon you, there are giftings or gifts, charismas, that go along with that, with that calling, with that grace. You got it? So then having grace, having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us, let us do what? Use them. Let us use them. So gifts aren't meant for us to hoard. They're meant for us to use. Ask neighbor, hey are you using your gift? Using your gift. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee you most. I don't know. I don't know if I'm using my gift, but do you know you have a gift? I don't know I had a gift. Well, I'm, are you called? Well, I don't know I was called. Are you saved? Well, yeah, if you're saved, you're called. And if you're called, you have gifts. And if you have gifts, you're supposed to use them. Yes. Did you hear what I said? If you're saved, you're called. And if you're called, you have gifts. And if you have gifts, you're to use them. Come on, sir. You got it? So every one of us, if we're saved, has a gift or gifts that are meant for us to be, to be using them. Glory to God. So we're not here to come to come, uh, sit and watch Pastor and watch, you know, Pastor Kim and sit and watch other people perform for us. We are here, every one of us. Take, look at your name and point them right in their chest. Say, you too. Every one of us has a gift that we're supposed to be using. So I told you this here a couple of weeks ago, We are about three, three, three weeks ago, we're not just a ministry. We are a ministry of ministries. So every person in this ministry is a ministry unto himself. You're saved. You're called. You have gifts. Now use them. Got it? Glory to God. So let them, let them use them. If prophecy, let us use, uh, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And I taught on that. You can go back to those messages I taught about how you got to build your faith. up. I'll hit that here in a minute. Verse 7, please. Verse 7. Or ministry, let us use it, use, use grace in our ministering. He who teaches, use grace in teaching. And verse 8 says, he who exhorts and use it grace in exhortation he who gives do it with liberality he who leads do it with diligence he who shows mercy do it with cheerfulness and grace the, the ability of God is what what enables you and me to do these things the way he told us to do them yes, got it Yes, sir. all right okay now I went fast review now you got to go back and watch those other messages all right Now, so we've been using this word gifts. Go back to verse 6, verse 6, Romans 12, verse 6, gifts. And it says, having then gifts differing. That word gifts is the uh, Greek word charisma. And so everybody say, I have charisma. Very good. Okay. Now that charisma, I gave you a definition of that charisma, and I just shortened it for them today, Uh, and because this is the point I want to get to, a divinely conferred power or talent. Remember, talked about before personality and all that kind of good stuff but I want to get just cut to the chase for today's message a divinely conferred power or talent so everybody in this room has charisma everybody in this room has a divinely conferred conferred means to give it give something to you power or talent you have power you know I was thinking about this today a lot of people, you know, we're going to deal with this when we get back to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. It talks about not being ignorant about spiritual gifts. You know, most of the churches are ignorant about spiritual gifts. You know, because most people aren't, aren't teaching on spiritual gifts. We're talking about haters and talking about, you know, how to, how to deal with, you know, getting to buy at work. Well, you know, the way we got to get into some, into some, let's get past some elementary stuff here. Okay. We got to know what, what we have. Because the world is lost out there, man. They're in trouble. And people in the body of Christ are in trouble. And if we don't know what we have and don't use what we have, we'll continue to be in trouble until we slide off the map. Until the church becomes so irrelevant. We border on irrelevance now. I'm gonna come on this side. I said, in the body of Christ, we border on irrelevance already so irrelevant that that that's why you know it used to be it used to be that you know there was no uh the liquor store was closed on sunday every store was closed there was no events went on on sunday but now everybody does everything on a sunday like sunday's just like tuesday it used to be they did special events just push it to a saturday now they do all kind of stuff on sunday because in, in in society's mind the church has become really so irrelevant we don't And the reason is because we have not been taught. I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to blame you. I'm talking about church folk. I'm going to blame pastors. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Because the priests have rejected knowledge, the Bible says. So because we've not... Uh, taking this knowledge and taught it to the people of God. The people, are, the people are impotent. Walking around saved, walking around called, walking around with gifts but have no clue about using them because nobody's taught them about it. Now I've taught in this church, we've gone through at least twice I know, probably three times in our, in our 20 years, a thorough teaching on the spiritual gifts. And we're about to do it again. Why? Because we got to refresh ourselves in that that thing. Because many times what we do is, and I've seen, I've watched it happen around this church all the time, where we teach on something and we get hyped about it, but the moment we move to something else, you forget about what you just learned. Ladies and gentlemen, we are multitasking. We are building, we're adding to things, okay? All right, now, enough of that. Enough of that. I got it out. Got it out. So I don't want you to be ignorant I want you to know what's in you and I want you want you to know how to use what's in you glory to God glory to God now so again uh, first Corinthians 12 let's go back over here verse 1 The last message I taught here two weeks ago was entitled the manifestation of the spirit some of y'all remember that I sent it out Thursday in our group meeting. I'm supposed to be throwback. Yeah, we threw back to last Wednesday. (laughs) Because we needed to to get that 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 teaching out there to make sure we know, uh, you know, it was it was for your review. You got it? Yes, sir. So we taught on that first Corinthians 12, verse 1 again says, now concerning spiritual gifts, everybody say spiritual. So concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So most of the body of Christ, guess what? Is ignorant about spiritual gifts, okay? And so he goes here in verse 4. In verse 4, we read it earlier, talks about their diversities of gifts, but the same what? Same spirit, same who, I should say, same who, spirit, okay? There are differences of ministries, but the same... Lord. There are diversities of activities or how things are carried out, but it is the same who? God, God who works all yes. in all. And so we talk about here same Spirit, same Lord, that be the Lord Jesus, and same God the Father here. And so these things we're seeing here are, are all coming from God. There are divine gifts. Yes, sir. And thereby we're talking about this message entitled The Divine Nine. Everybody say the Divine Nine. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, Verse seven says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So this the gifts, when they are in operation, they are manifestations of the spirit. And what we have been taught before is that when you see manifestation, it means that you don't actually have the gifts. You just get a manifestation just comes on you for for a time, for a moment. However, that's that's an Old Testament truth. That's an Old Testament truth. Because if that weren't the case, we wouldn't be told in this same chapter in verse 31 to earnestly desire or earnestly covet spiritual gifts. We're told to ask, to seek out. Lord, I want to have that gift in my life. Praise the Lord. How many of you want gifts in your life? Glory to God. See, the moment you really get a, a kingdom mindset and get a kingdom agenda in your life, And develop the kind of compassion that Jesus Christ walked in. You'll want every one of these gifts, because the gifts aren't to hype you, make you look pretty. It's because other people need the gifts that God puts on the inside of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, if you're a selfish person, you're not thinking about these gifts. If you are, it's just so people can look at you and you know, oh, look at him. Look at look at what she's doing. Oh, oh, oh. no. But if you're a person who's compassionate, And see other people's needs and want to meet those needs Then God I need those gifts in my life I need you to put answer And power and talent and gifting in me To meet these needs, to open these doors To to get somebody out of their darkness Glory to God God fill us up with your compassion today in our life Glory to God Thank you Lord Alright so We're talking about The divine nine here That word manifestation, I taught you this, that it's not just something showing up. When you look at that word, uh, it comes from a Greek word, uh, phenerosis. But with that word itself comes from a word, uh, pheneroo, which by extension means a bestowment. It means a bestowment. If you understand what bestow means, it means to convey or give something as a gift. Okay? So these gifts are given to each one. It's not just the Lord showing up in your life to do something. That's Old Testament. So many times people, we, 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 read, we, we read the New Testament with Old Testament thinking. We forget we are now sons of God. <laughs> we are, Brother Kirkland, now in the God class. I wish I had more witnesses than that. We are now in the God class. 70% of y'all still struggling with that we are now in the God class the Bible says when you read the Amplified Bible Romans 8 right around verse uh, 32 somewhere around there it talks about uh, not not 32 uh, a little bit later on talks about how we've been raised up to a heavily dignity condition and state of being in other words uh, we are Jesus okay Jesus was a son of God, right? Yes, yes. He came down and became a son of man, yes. right? We were son of men. Yes. But we, through his gift, became sons of God. Yes. Yes. The Bible says he did what he did that, we, that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we've been brought into his family. Yes. We've been brought into God class. Are yes. oh, you hear what I'm saying? Now that wasn't true of Old Testament saints. Okay, they 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 uh, they didn't have that inward experience that we have. This, is this too much for a Sunday. Okay. So they didn't have the same experience we have. So because we have a different experience, the Holy Ghost comes to live on the inside of us. He now tabernacles with us, in us. Now we come up into his class, which means now we can now just not have manifestation. Now we can actually have the gifts. (laughs) With the license to use them. I'm pushing y'all way ahead of you. With the license to use the gifts. Glory to God. This is so much bigger than, than, than we're letting on here. Okay? All right. Now, so Romans 5, 2 tells us that by faith we access grace. By faith we access grace. Now, all these gifts we talked talk to you about are grace gifts. So by faith we access grace. So we need to increase our faith in order to uh, access more grace operating these gifts, right? So then we went over to Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter in Jude, right? Verse 20. Y'all know that verse? It says, but you, beloved, Jude chapter 1, verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now that's, that's simply for all you Baptist folk, praying in tongues. For all the Catholics, all the Presbyterians, all the Methodists, it's praying in tongues. Because, you know, you read that and people say that praying in the spirit, that's talking about, you know, praying fervently. Oh, God, that's not praying in the spirit. Fervent, fervency is not praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is literally praying in tongues. Okay, I just want to make sure we just squash all the doubt and unbelief about that, all the questions. It's praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues, tongues is a gateway into supernatural spiritual flow. Like we talked about before, how uh, 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 marijuana, the drug marijuana, the drug marijuana, the drug the marijuana. The drug marijuana. The drug marijuana is a gateway into, into other drugs, but it's also a, a little gateway into the spiritual realm. It's a gateway into the, into the demonic realm. You think it's just urban, just smoking a little weed because I'm just trying to relax my nerves and everything, you know, whatever. No, what you're doing is the reason your nerves are relaxed is because you're opening yourself up to the demonic realm. And you're getting a pseudo relaxation. It's not a real relaxation. It's a pseudo relaxation. It is a pseudo peace that comes on you from the demonic realm. It's a spirit of pharmakia, is what the Bible calls it. Pharmakia is the same word you see in the New Testament witchcraft and sorcery. So just like there is a passage into the demonic realm, there's a passage into the divine realm. And that passageway into into the divine realm is speaking in tongues. the the, the, the Old Testament saints did not have this privilege they had to simply they had to wait on the Lord to come upon them and do something but you and I because we are filled with the Holy Ghost we have the Liberty and the right at any time to just and we can move and we can move from the natural into the spirit in an instant the moment you begin to pray in tongues you are now in the spirit while well, I don't feel in the spirit, it doesn't have anything to do with how you feel, ladies and gentlemen. You move into the spiritual realm. Okay? And the way you build your faith up, according to this scripture here, is by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues. Yes, sir. Got it? Yes. Uh, if you get a chance in your own time, read Ephesians chapter 6, right around verse uh, 10, down through verse 18 and 19. It talks about the weapons of our warfare, not but mighty through God, pulling a stronghold. It talks about, you know, putting on the whole armor of God that so you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, putting on the breast, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the, you know, lawns great about with truth, having a shield of faith, having your, your feet sharp preparation of gospel so of peace, having a sword of the, Spirit is the word of God. But it says, and above all, he says, he says, listen, forget all this. He said, beyond all this is praying always with all supplication in the spirit. So the way you activate all that armor is by praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. Everybody say praying in tongues. Well, Pastor, I don't pray in tongues. Well, you can start today. Well, Pastor, I don't believe in all that stuff. Well, it doesn't mean it's not true just because you don't believe it. And I'm, 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 I have to just let you know, uh, sir or ma'am, that your inexperience does not trump my experience. <laughs> just as you've not experienced, it doesn't take away my experience. Glory to God. See, I've, I've experienced this. How many of y'all have experienced this here, praying in tongues? Okay. So your experience can never, never be defeated or trumped by by somebody else's inexperience and their 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 uh intellect. People have intellect. They're too intellectual for tongues. Well, you just be, keep being intellectual and let, let your intellect figure out all your problems. But as for me, I'm gonna get over in the spirit and get answers from God. You got it? It's my right, it's my privilege, it's my liberty to do so, amen? So everybody say the divine nine. Now, I, you know, I know that subject might strike a bad chord with some people in here. You know, if you pledge Delta, you pledge Sigma, you pledge Alpha, you pledge Kappa, you pledge, you know, all that other uh, stuff, you know. and How are you going to say Divine Nine? Because this is the Divine Nine. It says differences of, of administrations, same Lord, same God, same Spirit. It's the manifestation of the Spirit. It's the same Spirit who works all these things, who distributes all these things severally uh, as He wills. So these are the divine nine. Right. People go off to off to college and they, you know, pledge fraternities and sororities, and you know, it's 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 interesting that they call those groups, you know, the divine nine. It it tells you something if you listen with your smart self that it's it's they're worshiping some sort of God to call it divine. Right. with your smart self. Oh I wish you to even call it divine nine means they're, they're attributing this to some God. But you know it's not to our God, oh God. Because when they go through their pledges, they call out the names of the false gods in their pledges. Oh Oh yes, oh, yes, they do. They call the names of their gods and their pledges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do their little secret handshakes and all that little stuff, The little, little, little stuff, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: no, God, God doesn't operate like that. God doesn't need you to be beat to be in his club. His son was beaten. His son was whipped. His son was scourged. His son was brutalized for us to be in his family. Alright? So, so this is the real divine nine. I ain't going back to that church. Well, it's still true. Ain't to, it ain't going to change. It's, going back to that church. it's still true telling some of y'all ahead of time when you send your kids off of these colleges now you better make sure they know don't 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 do this stuff here all right all right so the divine nine there are nine giftings that are listed here in first Corinthians 12 verses eight through ten again The word of wisdom. Everybody say the word of wisdom. wisdom. Then it says, and then notice it says through the spirit. (laughs) Then it says here the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Other gifts you see in verse 9 through 10, faith. This is not your normal faith here. This, This is a divine gifting here. We'll get to that here. To another gifts of healing, gifts yes. of healings, plural on both ends of that, by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, the working of miracles, the working of miracles. Ha ha. ha. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, not discernment, discerning of spirits. To another different kinds of tongues and then to another the interpretation of tongues okay but the one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills so this is divine yes sir now today i want to talk about verse 8 okay verse 8 okay there are, the giftings normally are divided into three categories yes sir one we call Revelation gifts. Everybody say revelation gifts. revelation gifts. Two, we call speaking gifts. Right? Say speaking gifts. speaking gifts. Then the last category we call power gifts or demonstration gifts. Everybody say power gifts. Power gifts. The power gifts would be faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. Everybody say faith. faith. That's power gift. Gifts of healings, Gifts of healing. working of miracles. Working. In other words, something is demonstrated. Right. Paul said, I didn't come to you with word only, but with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. That's right. <laughs> Glory to God. Now remember I talked to you about, and I, I, I don't want to hit that too long, about how callings have to carry giftings, yes. or your calling, singular, has to carry giftings. Yes. When you're saying I'm an evangelist, you better have some of these power, you better have these power gifts. You got to have these power gifts. Now, you, you can use all nine, but these power gifts, you got to really make sure you have these operating in your life. Primarily. Yeah, primarily. Okay. Then we have, uh, I mentioned to you, the speaking gifts. Everybody say speaking gifts. Speaking gifts. Speaking gifts would be uh, prophecy. And then diverse kinds of tongues and then interpretation of tongues, okay? Prophecy, you're speaking something. You're speaking forth as an oracle of God. Tongues, diverse kinds of tongues, there are different kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues, not just, not just diverse tongues, it's diverse kinds of tongues. Okay, I'm not going teach that today, I'll get to that later. And then, but along with that diverse kinds of tongues, there's interpretation of tongues. Right, yes, now, when you're, if you're going to be a, um, a, a prophet or a psalmist, I'm right. messing with the praise and worship come team, on, yes, a psalmist, come on. I come on. you need yes, sir. these speaking gifts. Boy, they're they not even looking at me. Look, look at me, praise team. I'm, I'm messing with them. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. You need these gifts because, see, you can, you can sing all day long. And your voice can be just, I mean, just beautiful. But when you really want the atmosphere to change... You get over into prophetic singing. Tongues, you know, because Paul said, what will I do? I will uh, pray with, with understanding. I will pray with the Spirit. I will sing with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. So you can sing in tongues. I'm just giving you a preview here of the divine nine. So you can sing in tongues. But then how much better when you sing in those tongues to come back and give an interpretation in English in your language. Glory to God. Thank you Lord. Thank y'all for clapping, but I was clapping for myself. (laughs) And the fact that, man, I just, I heard that because this is, I'm just telling you as I'm hearing what he's saying. thank you Lord, I I heard that, (laughs) praise God. And and so you want to you want to have these giftings in your life. So desire the the best gifts. Desire the best gifts. Well, what's your calling? Well, then whatever your calling is, desire the best gifts for your calling. Even preaching the word of God, you're teaching the word of God, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. If you're if you're called as an intercessor. Everybody want to talk about my a prayer warrior. Well, prayer warrior, you, you, you're going to need <laughs> prophecy, songs. I'll show you that here in Scripture. I might get to that today. Praise God. It's already late. Um, so you, you need this stuff here, these gifts. But then we talked about first the revelation gifts. Everybody say revelation gifts. Okay, so revelation gifts are going to be the word of knowledge, Or rather we list it here, the word of wisdom. Then the word of knowledge. Then you see the last one later on, the next verse, called discerning of spirits. It's something revealed to you uh, that you could not know by any natural means. That's why you got to get over in the spirit. Because in the spirit realm, you can see things and hear things. And know things. That you could not know otherwise. This is not natural education. This is not natural wisdom that comes from, you know, being 40 and 50 and 80 and years old. It's not that. This is something that comes from God that he gives you. It's divine. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. So there's the word of wisdom. Don't Listen, y'all, don't act like you know this stuff here. Some of y'all are going to look at me like I already know this stuff. You don't know this stuff. Uh, and if you know it, you're not using it. So who cares if you know it? I'm trying to get you to use it. Well, I know that. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. Use it. All right, so the revelation gifts again, you see them listed here. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Notice it does not say discernment. This is discerning of spirits. I want to focus today on, on the first two. Yes, my time remaining. All right. Now, <clears throat> I talked about here. That praying in tongues is the gateway into all this operation here. Yes, OK. Praying in tongues opens you up to the spiritual realm. Now, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14 and verse uh, two, please. First Corinthians 14, verse two. Uh, let's start at verse one just for uh, context sake. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. There it is again. Right. So we should desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may do what? Prophecy. That you may prophesy. Verse two, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. But to God. Great. Now, do the say anything's wrong with that? No. no, it's just telling you what's happening. So he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Well, if I'm talking to God, do you think God is a is a just going to let you talk and He don't talk back? No. Right? God's not going to ignore you. No, sir. So when I speak in tongue in a tongue and I speak to, not to men but to God, I'm going to have now a conversation. <laughs> Mm, this is good, boy. I wasn't taught this growing up here. I'm, or I, at least I wasn't listening if it was taught. <laughs> So, I, I'm not speaking to men, but to God. So now I'm, I'm about to trigger a conversation. Now, notice what it says here. For no one understands him. So, no man, when I'm talking to a tongue, understands me. That's why people, I don't, I don't believe all that stuff. That's all that babble, babble. That is babble to you because you don't understand it. If I walk in here speaking Mandarin Chinese, it's babble to you. You walk into the Chinese restaurant. Come on, you've been there. Y'all been there and you order an L2. Uh-huh. That's all you know, you don't know how to say ting-bong-bang-bong, you just say L2, and you look at the picture, you know what you see, right? Is that, is that racially insensitive? I apologize, Kirkman, I apologize. But, but they go to work back in the background. Okay, I'm all right, I'm, I'm mess y'all. Y'all go, you, you go, go get your foots done foots y'all foots Y'all go, you go you go you go get your feet done And when they're doing your feet and they're talking all kind of other languages around you They're talking about you you guys don't know they're talking about you hey hey hey, I don't understand. They're not talking to you They're talking about you But they're not talking to you. So when I pray in tongues, I'm not talking to you, but I am talking about you. Because I have this gift and this compassion for you that when I pray in tongues, although you don't understand what I'm saying, I'm talking to God about you and then he's going to talk back to me about you. You understand that? So now he's going to talk back to me about you. Now watch, watch what it says here. Watch what it says here. For no one understands him, however, 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 however thank you, I like the however here, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So I'm speaking, mis- now what is a mystery? A mystery is a thing that's unknown. So I'm speaking unknown things. So when I speak unknown things, what happens is now the revelation comes back and the revelation comes back in the form of a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a discerning of spirits. Now, I know something I didn't know. I know something I could not have known. Or I know something that that it would take men uh, 30 years of research to find out that I can know in a minute got it okay let me keep going here Romans chapter 8 verse 26 y'all know this is Romans chapter 8 verse 26 it says likewise y'all found it y'all pages turn that's good I'll I give you time to find it in your Bible because you wanna, I want to make sure your Bible matches my Bible and matches what's on the screen I don't, I don't want anybody to be confused anybody to think I'm cheating you out of the word you got it in your Bible okay Likewise, a spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Your King James says our infirmities. The word infirmities does not mean here sicknesses. It means a weakness. It means you're short in some area. Physically, financially, uh, spiritually, uh, emotionally deficient in knowledge of something. Coming up short. For we do not know what to pray for, what we should pray for as we ought. For we do not know what we should pray for as we are. <laughs> oh, let's just pray. Wait. Well, what are we praying for? Well, I, I, can, I can clearly see the issue. Okay, you can get a good start. But you don't know what's behind that issue. You don't, you don't know. See, all you're seeing is a symptom. All you're seeing is the evidence. All you're seeing is the manifestation. But you don't know the demon behind that issue. And here you are praying about, Lord, take away the snotty nose, you know, and everything. But there's something behind the snotty nose. Lord, I, I'm praying. Give me more. I need more money, Lord. I'm tired of being broke. You're praying. Just keep praying more money. And you don't realize there's a poverty demon that is... Eat- so we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. Come on. Are you hearing me? Is everybody hear me on this? Well, here we got a solution to that. Fine, no problem. No problem. But the Spirit himself makes intercession, come on, for us with groanings which cannot be Utter, In other words, they're not uttered in your human expression. So I don't know what to pray for as I ought to. Has anybody ever run into a a brick wall in in terms of your prayer? Okay, this side. Anybody on this side then? This side, y'all good. Thank you. They they were asleep just then. You ever run into a brick wall? I've been praying about the same thing over and over again for weeks, months, and I'm not getting anywhere. Well, here's the thing let's switch over yes. the problem is you don't know what to pray for right, right, right. you're praying the best you can and matter of fact matter of fact you you you've got real deep faith people oh I'm praying the scriptures I'm praying the scriptures I message y'all now I'm praying the scriptures cuz my I'm word of faith and I learned press pray the scriptures But look at you, you little faith giant, you that's wonderful. Praying the scriptures. Praying the scriptures. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, glory to God. Which scripture are you which scripture are you praying? Which one? Which which one? Which which one did you pick? Which one did you pick? Which one did you pick? Well I had my little my little my, I had my little book. I found me a little book in the bookstore and they, they said whenever you go into this issue, pray these scriptures. You gonna see, so you owe this, you're gonna do the ones they pick. I have news for you, smarty pants. You do not know what to pray for as you are. So, since you don't know, come along and use your helper, your advocate, your intercessor, your standby, your strengthener, your sustainer. He's called the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's it's in there. Verse 26 says, The Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with words cannot be uttered. Verse 27. Verse 27. Now, He who searches the hearts this is the good part he who searches the hearts now God is the one searching your heart he knows what the mind of the spirit the Holy Spirit is because he the Holy Spirit makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God so God searches your heart um, oh, that's what's going on. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. How is he doing? Because the Holy Ghost is in there. He's, remember you praying in, praying in tongues? He's praying the perfect will of God. I'll tell you, but the Holy Ghost is here to help you. He's here to help us. I mean, I pray the scriptures. I know how to do that. I pray the scriptures all the time that's not an issue i'm not telling you don't do that but what i'm saying is you you can rise you know the holy ghost is the one that wrote the scriptures so if you want to really get to the nitty-gritty of the heart of the matter is go and pray in tongues because what he'll do he'll 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 quicken a scripture in your heart won't he do it he will quit on scripture He say, Okay, now turn over here to Psalm 91, verse 16. And he'll say, Okay, now I want you to just pray that. Now, now that you pray, just stand on that. So then what happens? Rather than you, rather than you praying scriptures, you're now standing on scripture. Oh boy. Now instead of just praying scripture, you're now standing on a scripture that the Holy Ghost has brought up. Hey, this is the one right here. But you're not gonna get that just with your natural understanding. You're not going to get that one. Now I lay me down. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep it. If I should die before I got I pray the Lord my soul to take. Good bread, good meat, good Lord, let's eat and all that kind of good stuff. That's all, that's all nice and cute. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Are y'all seeing what we're talking to about right tonight? So, again, we read in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, we're speaking mysteries. Romans 8, verse 26, we don't know what to pray for. These are all mysteries, ladies and gentlemen. Now, 1 Corinthians, please, 2:14. I want you to see this, please. 1 Corinthians 2:14. Okay? You right there? Yes, sir. It says, "But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, So these mysteries, these revelations, they are things of the Spirit of God. The natural man, this flesh, does not receive things of the Spirit of God. Got it? Now you read this natural man, you don't understand. Men, all men fall into one of three categories. Every person on this planet falls into one of three categories. You're either a natural man or carnal man or a spiritual man. Natural man is that man who's not born again at all. He's unregenerate. He has no connection with his human spirit. He's spiritually dead. Carnal man, you've gotten born again, but you've not renewed your mind. So you still operate like a natural man. Saved, but still operate like a natural man. Gone to heaven, but still operate like a natural man. May even love God, but still operate like a natural man, what the Bible calls a meathead, carnally minded. Carna- carnally minded. Right. Then there's the spiritual man, yes, yes. which is that man who's not just born again, yes. but he's led by yes. the Spirit of God. Yes. So every person on this planet is in one of, one of those three categories. That's right. That's right. Now it says it's the natural man, that one who's not born again. That's what this is saying in the context. But I want you to see the flesh, yes. your brain, right. does not receive the Spirit of the things of of God, of the Spirit of God. So, by saying that, that's why you got to pray in tongues. Praying, Praying in tongues, if you allow this, I can't even explain how it happens, but they've done studies to show it happens. Disconnects you from your brain. They've done studies to show this. Well, they'll hook up Uh, probes or whatever you call it to, 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 to check brain waves and your brain literally will shut off because you're not praying with understanding you're praying in tongues your spirit man takes over hallelujah your brain houses your mind but not your spirit man so you, when you're praying in tongues, your brain doesn't need, doesn't need, doesn't need, doesn't need to function. You're, I mean, it, it does what, you know, it keeps your heart beating, it keeps all that kind of stuff going. But you, when you're praying in tongues, that's just right. side stuff. You're, you're, you're moving to an area now where you're operating in a, on a different frequency. Yes. Yes. This is helping two people in here. Yes. Yes. All right, let me move on. It says here, for they are the things of the spirit of God are foolishness to him to the natural man, to the flesh. So watch, when you receive a word of knowledge, when you receive a word of wisdom, when you receive or are able to discern spirits, it makes no sense to your flesh. This is why your faith has to rise. Because it's gonna, it's gonna require you now to tell something or say something or do something that doesn't make any sense. So your faith has to come up to a level where, okay, once I hear it, okay, I, I, this is what I believe. It says because they are spiritually discerned. The things of God, the mysteries, the revelation of God, they are spiritually discerned. By your spirit, not by your flesh, not even by your soul, they are spiritually discerned. Huh. Alright, can I keep going here? Okay, these are spiritual gifts. So this is not natural wisdom, this is not natural knowledge, nor is this natural instinct or intuition. I gotta say that because people think when they talk about discerning, discerning of spirits, that what they think is discernment, you know, they, they have Intuition. I just feel, you know, you know, what Having people, people that they become, try to become little Holy Ghost police, anybody coming to the church, they just monitor, they watching everybody come into the churches, little, little Holy Ghost the gadgets on checking everybody out. Well, I just have that gift, Pastor. No, you don't. You're just nosy. You're just a, you're just a busybody. Just a, you're just a busybody you just in everybody's business That's, that's all You just You, you just have your, your own fears And you just don't trust anybody It's this, this not that This is called discerning of spirits Well I don't Pastor I don't like they spirit That's not discerning of those Of that person's spirit this discerning of spirits, meaning uh, demons or angels, or the spirit of God versus the spirit of of the devil, not discerning of people's spirits. You just too critical. I gotta say that, see, because people get all deep and get all off board, and 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 you just you just you just think you know you don't know. I just I pass, I just know people. No, you don't. No, you do get out of that that business. That's not your calling <laughs> There's no gift of inspection on here All right, so the word of wisdom the word of wisdom The word of wisdom, listen to this very carefully, you can write it down and take a picture of it. The word of wisdom is divinely given instruction that results in healing, increase, or deliverance from trouble. This, this is the way the Lord gave it to me. I've never read that anywhere, Never, I haven't seen this anywhere, this is just what I'm giving to you, how it was given to me to give to you, to make it plain to us. The word of wisdom is divinely given instruction that results in healing, increase, or or deliverance from trouble. Okay, now again, this is not the gift of wisdom, it's the word of wisdom. I believe the King James says a word of wisdom. Is that right in that, word, in that verse? Is anybody of King James? You just can't see it. Okay, King James uses the word of wisdom too. Okay, all right, good. I just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> So we can, all, we can all attest, agree, if King James, New King James says that's our standard, I'm not saying that's the only Bible, I'm talking about that's, that's just our standard. The word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. You got it? The word of wisdom. Not the gift of wisdom. Gift of the word of wisdom. In other words, you're going to get words from heaven. Got it? You're praying in tongues, praying mysteries, but remember, you're starting a conversation. That is, man, that's just the biggest thing I've ever heard. You're, you're in a conversation. Glory to God. How many of y'all ever been praying in tongues and get, just got tired of it? Come on, please tell me I got, it ain't just me. Tell me it ain't just me. Praying in tongues are like, oh, oh man, Come on, this is, I don't even feel like nothing's happening. Okay, chill. Something's happening. Something's always happening. You can't talk to God and He doesn't talk back to you. <clears throat> this one, I'm going to just tell you what I just heard. Even if when you're praying in the tongues, you're just leaving a message. You follow what I'm saying? Even if when you're praying in the tongues, you're just leaving a message with Him. Pastor, I pray, I pray that they He ain't hear nothing back. He got the message. Your answer might come two weeks from now. It might come seven weeks from now. But when you spoke in tongues, pray, mistress, he's going to reveal something unknown to you in your life. I guarantee it. My point is don't ever, don't ever quit this. Y'all, tongue talkers, don't quit this. And what I love about it is you can do it as often, as much as you want to. You can do it while you're riding on the way to school, ride on the way to work, while you're ironing your clothes, while you're washing dishes, while you're getting dressed, while you're watching TV, you can do it. While you're walking through the mall. I do that. Every, every, every Mother's Day, Every Christmas, every wife, my wife birthday, every Valentine's Day, I pray in tongues. I do, because I don't know what to get her as I are. I'm just telling you, I don't know. Come on, man, help me out. You know, I just don't know what it is. I have to pray, Lord, hold his Holy, Holy Ghost, help give me something that will really that will really honor my wife. I really want to honor give me something. To tell me. And I just I walk through the mall. I'm serious. I'm absolutely serious. I'm not exaggerating the least bit. This is what I do because I don't know. He don't care about that. Yes, he does. Every facet of your life he cares about every facet of your life he knows about all right so the word of wisdom is divinely given instruction that results in healing increase or or deliverance from trouble y'all get that okay can I give you a couple scriptures to verify that for you okay Isaiah 48 verse 17 this one I love here one I love, Isaiah 48, verse 17. Watch what God says. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God which teacheth. Oh, y'all got me in King James. I'm like, why am I saying, give me, give me a new King James? Praise the Lord. You sound like Shakespeare up here. Thus is the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit who leads you by the way you should go so the holy ghost by the holy ghost he's going to teach us to profit profit means to increase that spiritually physically financially emotionally and he he will lead us by the way we should go he's going to lead us with the word of wisdom wisdom is in, when it says the word of wisdom it's not knowledge it's instruction the other definition back up there of wisdom of what i gave you for the word of wisdom here remember is it's divinely uh given instruction so is God telling you to do something. How many of y'all can use some divine instruction in your situation? Well, it's called the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. And when, when, we, when, we, really, when we really get this mastered, we, we really start using it for the people. You got it? All right. Isaiah 20, verse, uh, chapter 20, please. Media, help me out. I don't want to turn to you. Let me you get this on the screen. Isaiah 20, verse 4. This is a story. How many of y'all remember King Hezekiah? Yeah. Yeah. King Hezekiah was a, was a king uh, in the days of Isaiah the prophet. And Hezekiah uh, was sick. The Bible says in verse 1, uh, up there in verse 1, uh, says he was sick unto death, okay? And so he's the king, so he has the best doctors. The best, doctors. Uh-huh. The best of what medical science had to offer for his day. And yet, he's about to leave this planet. And uh, God even, had even sent Isaiah, the prophet, to come tell him, hey, uh, uh, pack up, man, you about to, I'm about to, you about to leave. He said, you're not, you're not going to be here. And so, uh, the, so the prophet's going to leave, and Hezekiah begins to pray to God reminds God of how he served him. God, remember I did this, so on and so forth. I cleaned the temple out. I did all this kind of stuff. And God gives the, the prophet, the man of God, a word, says, look, I'm going to add 15 more years to his life. Now watch this. Verse 4. Uh, are we in the wrong, wrong place? Yeah, I gave you the wrong scripture. But that's, that's not the right scripture I gave you then. Uh, man, man, man. Not, it's not Isaiah. Yes, it's uh, Second Chronicles. No, let me see here. I want you to see this story. Praise Jesus, huh? Second Kings twenty. Yeah, I was reading it. Thank you. I'm talking about Isaiah. Second Kings twenty. Second Kings twenty, verse four. There it is. Thank you, Elise De Deloach. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him. Did y'all hear that? The word of the Lord came to him. Remember, the word of wisdom. So the word comes. Came to him saying, verse 5 Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father: I have heard your prayer; I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Verse six. And I will add to your days how much? Fifteen, 15 years. years. I will deliver you from deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Watch verse seven, please. Then Isaiah said, Now Isaiah is a prophet; he's not a doctor; he's not a scientist. He's, he has no uh, medical expertise or experience whatsoever, but the word of the Lord had come to him in what we, what, what we call here the word of wisdom because he's telling him to do something. So now, not only, not only is he telling uh, Hezekiah, hey, he's going to live, but here's how God's going to fix this. He, Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. My God. Come on. Come on. My God. So notice, it was not the doctors, it was the word of wisdom. Oh, my Jesus. Glory to God that brought healing to Hezekiah's body. Y'all got it? Glory to God. Now, Matthew 2. Matthew 2. Verse 13. I believe I'm right on this one here. Matthew 2, verse 13. This is Jesus Christ after he's been born. Notice what it says here. Now when they had departed, and behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word Word. for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him keep going please when he arose he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt verse 15 and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which the Lord was spoken which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets saying out of Egypt I called my son what happened Herod was out to kill Jesus but the word of wisdom came to Joseph so before Herod could find Jesus, the word of wisdom came. Hey, get out of here! Go down to Egypt and stay there till I give you word to come back. So on a word of wisdom, he leaves and he's gonna wait on a word of wisdom to come back. That protected him, his wife, and his son from being destroyed. Are you seeing this here? Everybody say the word of wisdom. Psalm 32, verse 7. Turn over there real quick. Oh my goodness. Glory to God. 32 verse 7. We're going to go through verse 11. Hallelujah. You got it? Says you are my hiding place. Isn't this good? You shall preserve me from trouble. Now what I'm showing you here is divine protection here. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with what? Songs of deliverance. Say that's a great thing to, to declare. Lord, you shall do that. I'm, I'm praying the scriptures. All right, this is what I'm going to pray. Lord, you, shall, you are my hiding place. Yes. Doesn't matter about terrorism and all kind of stuff going on out here and people, people running into, into churches and synagogues shooting people up. Lord, you are my hiding place. Yes. Huh? Yes, sir. Huh? Yes. Okay. You preserve me from trouble. Selah. Yes. That means now we're going to Pause and think about that. Okay? But we got to keep going. Because how is he going to do this? Verse 8. Here's God talking back to him I will instruct you and teach you. Come on. In the way you should go, I will guide you with my eye. Now, watch verse 9. Don't be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. So, He's going to protect us from all the trouble, but you got to hear his voice. So for us to be preserved and be in his hiding place, he says, I will teach you. I will instruct you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So there, that means that there's going to always come a word of wisdom. One of the greatest testimonies we hear about is on the day of September 11th, 2001, when the World Trade Centers were, were attacked and when the Pentagon was attacked and when the... When, uh, uh, that, that plane fell down in the field out there in, in Pennsylvania, that there were people in New York who, there were Christians who testified about how they got this leading that morning who worked in that building, that trade, World Trade Center. They got this leading in there. Hey, don't, don't go in right now. Go this way. And their, their uh, rerouting caused them to be late for work that day, and while they were away, that's when the World Trade Centers were bombed. Okay, so you know, Well, why did God just stop the whole thing? Well, because he's not the God of this world. The Bible says Satan is the God of this world. But if he's the God of your life, <laughs> if he's the God of your life, then he'll redirect you. He will reroute you. He will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. He will guide you with his eye. He sees the stuff, so he has to guide you around it. Verse. Give me verse 10. We read verse 9. Verse 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice. You righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So again, the Word of Wisdom results in healing, increase, or deliverance from trouble. The Word of Wisdom, it often accompanies the working of miracles. It often accompanies the working of miracles or the gifts of healings. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus told uh, one man, a blind man, to go wash in a pool of Siloam. That was a Word of Wisdom. He told ten lepers to go and show themselves to the priests. That was the word of wisdom. It was an instruction that resulted in their healing. When he told the men in John two to go fill the water pots with water, that was the word of wisdom. When he told Peter and those, those uh, his partners to launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draught, that was the word of wisdom. Are you seeing this, ladies and gentlemen? In John twenty one, when he told the disciples who had been fishing all night to to cast your net on the right side of the ship that was the word of wisdom. In other words, what they had tried in the flesh all night hadn't worked, but one word of wisdom came and changed the results in their lives. Glory to God. Everybody say, I need the word of wisdom. I need the word of wisdom. Hallelujah. Now, you have time for me to give you one more. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's finish this here. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is divinely given information. That reveals the will of God, the plot of the enemy, or the contents of one's heart. That's good right there. The word of knowledge is divinely given information that reveals the will of God, the plot of the enemy, or the contents of one's heart. Thank you, Lord. While you're looking for that, there's a scripture in Jeremiah 33, verse 3. What God says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So there are things that that are great and mighty that we do not know. But it said if we call unto him, that he will answer us and show us things that we don't know. So that meant that even, even in the, the Old Testament that there was knowledge available to them, but for us, for us in the New Testament, the word of knowledge is always there for us, so there are things that we can know that we that we don't know now. Got it? Glory to God. So, it reveals the will of God, the plot of the enemy, or the contents of, of one's heart. Again, this is revelation knowledge. Everybody say revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. it, it this again accompanies many times uh, the prophetic giftings. People have the gift of prophecy. They will, almost, they will always manifest word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Yes, they go together. They go hand in hand. These gifts go along with that calling. You got it? The gifts of healings. You'll see these gifts. Thank you, Lord. This is this all right? Yes, sir. The gifts of healings will always, will many times, uh, pull along word of knowledge. In, in, in my own ministry, when I, op- I operate in the gifts of healings, many times, there will come to me a word of knowledge. Right? When I'll stand and we'll be praying or something, and I'll say, "Hey, somebody has is, has a pain right there." How do I know that? Am I guessing? No. That was a, that was the sorriest no I've ever heard. No, no. What that tells me, some of y'all are not sure. I'm not guessing. I'm not making. I'm not just calling up something. You know, well, let's 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 try one today. Let's let's see what we got. Let's. Give me shoulders today. No, I'm not. We're not doing that. I, I, listen. Listen, because I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not the one to sit up here and be embarrassed like I call something out and nobody comes. Like, nobody. Because then y'all are going to be stupid. Pastor off. Boy, y'all with it today. I'm not. So if I call it out, it's because God has revealed something in my spirit he's let me see something or there are times when he'll let me feel something i feel, it, feel something in my hand or in you know i know okay god's doing something in somebody's hand he's doing he's moving in some some sort of way glory to god It's a word of knowledge and when that happens it'll it'll it will accompany gifts of healing and working of miracles that's that's happened many times in this church Hallelujah. Uh, One time I thought that was just so powerful was one day the Lord said to me, uh, I'm standing here, and the Lord said to me, uh, He's healing uh, lumps in the breast. And you know, I'm I'm, okay. (laughs) All right. But I called it out. God said, and then I said something to this effect, God said, if you have lumps in your breast, if you go and check them, you'll find the lumps are gone. Right. Did. I remember that. You'll find the lumps are gone. And you know what happened? Nobody moved. Nope. Nobody said it, said a word. So I'm going home like, oh my God, wow. You know. But remember now, I gotta have my faith up to operating that. But no, if God, if God said that yes. Somebody got healed. Well, it wasn't until later on that day and later on, matter of fact, right after the service, I had two ladies come. Yes. One of them still here in this church. One, one lady said that she, since she was 15 years old, she had had lumps all over her, just lumps all over her breast. She said she, she came back out here crying. She went in the bathroom after the church, came back out, and they were all gone. Another young lady had the same thing happen to her. She's gone now, but she had the same thing—lumps and lumps in her breast. Boom, gone. Now I, I didn't lay hands on them. We didn't anoint them with any oil, because the gifts of healings work all kind of ways. But the word of knowledge came, and the word of wisdom came. The word of knowledge was there are lumps. The word of wisdom is if you go check them. That's an instruction, go do something, you will find they are gone. Which meant they wouldn't be gone in your seat. You had to go check them, and then you will find they're gone. The next day or so, got one of the guys here in the church came. He's still here in this church to this day. Came and said he had had lump in his chest for years. Hallelujah! And all of a sudden the lump's gone. Yeah. Am I right about this? Okay. He's, he's sitting right there, Matthew, sitting right there. Yes, sir. You, you won't even remember the church, Dan. You ain't hardly know. I don't think think I knew you. He was just visiting. Came on the yeah court and he was courting, visiting. He was visiting. He was visiting Sister the glory that day but got totally healed. See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, all I'm saying to you, this is, real. this is real. This is real. This is real. So don't let anybody try to trick you out of this real stuff that comes from God. Glory to God. Let me, let me, try, to, let me try to give you just a couple here. 1 Samuel 9, verse 15 through 20. Give me that real quick. 1 Samuel 9, I'm going to skip a couple of these. 1 Samuel 9, verse 15 through 20. I want you to see something here. This is so powerful. Everybody say the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. It says in verse 15 here, Now the Lord has, had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Now watch, here's a scenario. The people, the people of Israel, they decided they want a king. Right. right? God didn't want them to have a king, but they decided they want a king. So God tells Samuel, the prophet, okay, I'm going to give them a king, and I'm going to point out to you who the king is. There's not going to be any election. No recount, no revolt, no no nothing. We're going. I'm, I'm appointing a king. That's how God operates. I'm appointing a king. I'm going to show you, tell you who the king is. I'm going to give you a word of knowledge. All right. So God told Samuel in his ear, in his ear. Before the day, before the day, uh, sorry, the day before Saul came saying verse 16, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin and you shall anoint him a command over my people, Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. Verse 17. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, there he is. Here it is again, the word of knowledge. The man of whom I spoke to you, this one shall reign over my people. Verse 18, please. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, now, if you know the story, you've read this before. If In case you haven't, Saul and his, uh, uh, assault, his assistant are out looking for Saul's father's donkeys. He's lost all his dad's donkeys and he's looking for them. Just so happened, he stumbles upon Samuel the prophet. They're looking for the seer. That's what they called him in that day, a seer. All right? Now, a seer sees things in the unknown realm. So then Saul drew near to Samuel the gate and said, Please tell me, where is the seer's house? Now watch verse 19. And Samuel answered and said, I am the seer. (laughs) Now watch, now watch. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you everything in your heart. In other words, Saul, I'm going to read your mail. How is he going to read his mail? God's going to give him a word of knowledge. He's going to tell him all his business. Verse 20, verse 20. But as for your donkeys, now Saul just arrived. Saul never mentions donkeys. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, not only does he know what he's looking for, he knows how long they've been missing. Now this is great, isn't it? But as excited as we can get about Samuel flowing in this, you and I are meant to flow in this. He says, "Don't be anxious about them, for they have been found." How does he know they've been found? Or not? As God's already told him this. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and all your father's house? Not on you and all your father's house? So in other words, I just wanted to see this here, that the word of knowledge, this prophet, operates in that word of knowledge, and he knows all this man's business. Glory to God. John chapter 4. Give me, can I give you one more? John 4, verse 16. No, I got two more, really. You got time. John 4, verse 16. Jesus, he stops through Samaria. He runs into a woman at the well. You remember the woman at the well? She's there. She's coming at at midday to get water. As well, she enters into a a conversation with Jesus. Verse 16. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband, and come here. Verse 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband. Verse 18. For you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. The man you're living with, that ain't your husband. You got somebody else's husband girl he says in that you spoke truly verse 19 the woman said to him sir i perceive that you are a prophet okay now 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 watch this now he read all her mail that's why that's why a lot of folk they they try to avoid prophets they i'm gonna prophet read my mail now don't make the mistake of thinking He knows this because he's Jesus. See, that's a flawed thinking if you if you attribute this to just him being Jesus, because we just read Elijah wasn't Jesus. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. uh, Samuel wasn't Jesus. I was going to read about Elijah here, but I skipped that one. But Elijah wasn't Jesus and you're not Jesus. But the same anointing of the Holy Ghost that he received is the same anointing from the Holy Ghost that you and I receive. It's the same anointing, the same spirit, same Lord, same God. So he operated here in the gift of word of knowledge. That's why he caught put on the put test. Call your husband. He's checking her. Let's, let's see if she's she going to talk right here. You got it? So everybody say the word, of the word of knowledge. All right, one more. Last one. Last one. I'm just trying to, I know this, this is an exciting teaching. It's not like, you know, this, but this is, this, is, this is what you need so we can now use these gifts that we have. Remember what we read in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. These gifts, the manifestations are given for the profit of all. So people need to profit off these gifts. Not talking about you, the one with the gift. Talking about the people who you minister the gifts to will profit from your gift. Got it? All right, let's look at one, one last place there. Acts chapter 5. Acts 5. Verse 1. Because I wondered myself, Lord, why am I teaching on the gifts of the Spirit right now? Why do you want me to teach on the manifestation of the Spirit? He reminded me because it's the year of great manifestation. He reminded me it's his time. This is his season. We're about his business. And there are things he needs to get done, but he can't get them done without us. So he needs us to know who we are, what we have, what we can do, so we can go and get his business done in the earth. You understand this here? And... I'm going to read the scripture and I want you to see that this is God is bringing back this time to the body of Christ. I want you to see this here. Acts five, verse one. This is the early days of the church. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Everybody was selling their, what they had, they're sharing, they're distributing, making sure everybody's taken care of. So if, if it, it was everybody's prerogative to sell their property if they desired, if they wanted to, and they were, were to take what they had and present it to the apostles to make sure everybody had what they needed. Got it? Verse three. But Peter said, Ananias. Man, come on. Why has Satan filled your heart. See, so Peter knows the contents of this man's heart. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Verse 4. While it remained, was it not your own? You had the right to keep all of it, man. You didn't have to do any of it. He said an outfit was sold was it not in your own control you could have kept all the money why have you conceived this thing in your heart you have not lied to men but to that's how Peter knew because he lied to God God told him he learned Y'all didn't catch that. I mean, just that quick. While Peter standing there, they praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They bring in the offering. We bring the sacrifice of praise into that. And they come and bring in the offering. And the Lord said, look at Ananias. He's lying. I mean, the he lied. Now, I want you to hear me. That is coming back in the church. Yeah. That's why God is awakening us to these gifts of the Spirit. Because we're going to see something happens with this. Watch this. Watch what happens. Verse 5. He said, verse 5. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. He died, didn't he he (laughs) die? But watch this next part. So great fear, great reverence came back in the church. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God's ready to bring great, great reverence back to the church. He's ready to make it where the church is not just not, you know, some inconsequential entity in this planet anymore. Where people have a reverence again for the church. We were talking, talking about this yesterday. You know, back growing when, I, when I was growing up, we were growing up. You know, when you walk by the church, people walk by the church, they were smoking a cigarette. They, they put the cigarette down. They were drinking a beer, of Budweiser, or Pabst Blue Ribbon. They'll put the Black Pabst Blue ribbon down, or whatever. They were riding by the church. They was cussing. They 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 stopped cussing. They walk on the other side of the street. They had a, they had a literal reverence for just the building, the entity. They they didn't, they, you know, we ain't gonna play with God. Now We were telling them, man, they, we, we, one time we had planted all new, new landscaping out here, man. Came back one day for work and all our flowers was plucked about the ground. Somebody stole the flowers from the church at the ground. Lord have mercy. Woo. <laughs> Times I've come by here and seen kids skateboarding up on all up along the steps. Skateboarding and smoking cigarettes and drinking all on the steps. Just smoking. Just right on the steps. So I got to come and be nice. Hey, young men, you know, this is the this is house of God. You know, I got to, you know, I want to just bust them in the eye, but I can't do that, is it? I gotta Bring the shebang bang out on them. Okay. I mean, I want to tell you some of the other stuff that we've seen around here. There's been some. I can't, I can't. This is a family church. I can't mention other stuff that's going on around here just right on the grounds and right in front of the church just stuff but notice what happened when this manifestation happened fear came upon all those who heard these things verse 6 and the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him just right on the spot wrap him up carry him out verse 7 now it's about three hours later I don't know why his wife missed the morning service. She's doing her hair and makeup. Okay. Either that or that was a long service. Y'all be complaining about it. It's already one o'clock, Pastor. Three hours later, his wife shows up. Not knowing what had happened. She didn't get a word of knowledge. She should have prayed in tongues. She would have known. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, uh, uh. Verse 8. Verse 8. And Peter answered her, tell me, sister, sister uh, Sapphira. Uh, how you doing? God bless you. Uh, tell me, whether, whether you sold the land for so much, she, you know, the amount, how, how much? You, she said, yes, 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 that's so, so much. Verse 9. Then Peter said to her, how is it? That you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. See, except for word of knowledge, he doesn't know this stuff. Verse 10, please. Then immediately she fell down, watch this, she fell down at his feet and breathed her last and the young man came in, found her dead and carried her out and buried her by her husband. That was nice of them. These to put them together. But here's what I want you to see here, verse 11. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all. So people all of a sudden, they stopped playing with church. Hallelujah! Why? The gifts were being manifested. You can't don't play around with that, you know. Don't play around. You know we we we've been nice. We've been nice pastors. And you know I'm gonna just I'm gonna just tell you the truth. A lot of times people people kind of talk to us like we don't know stuff that's going on. We know stuff.
1: Right,
0: you know the truth. Yes. Like like well, no. we don't know. We just just don't say nothing. we know. Right. Come on, stop playing now. The Lord the Lord never let us get caught off guard. He has never in all these years let us get caught off guard watch verse 12 and through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch so what happens fear and reverence comes back on the church and the whole church comes together as one because you're seeing signs and wonders miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation and that's what God is looking to do in our time is to bring back a time where it becomes prevalent. Signs, wonders, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost. When that happens, people no longer re- review or, or, or view the church as just a regular organization. We won't be on the, on the same level as Red Cross and Salvation Army anymore. That's what people have done. They've reduced the church down to Salvation Army Red Cross level. No, that's, that's not. We're the Church of the Living God. Hallelujah, <laughs> man the pillar and ground of truth, yes. the Holy Spirit tabernacles with us. Yes. Once we allow God to start operating our lives, people won't see you as a regular religious person. That's what they call, oh, I know her, so-and-so, yeah, they're religious. They're nice people, they're, you know, they're nice, no. You're not just nice, you're not just religious. You're a child of the living God who is, has a calling, And gifts that go along with your calling. And when you use them, you're going to stand out in the world. You're going to walk with power and dominion and authority in this world. And you're going to be used by God to bring people out of darkness into light. People out of poverty into their abundance. You're going to bring people out of sickness into their healing. You're going to bring people out of their confusion into peace. Because you'll bring answers, man. Word of knowledge. Saul looking for his donkeys. He's frantic. Looking for his donkeys. Word of knowledge comes. Hey, your donkeys have been found. Whew, thank you Lord. Are you hearing this? Yes, sir. That's how God wants to use you in your life. Hallelujah. How he's going to use you? The divine nine. <clears throat> thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> the divine nine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not in the divine nine. The divine nine are in me. Come on, stand to your feet and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The divine nine on the inside of me. Maybe one, maybe all nine. I know that God operates through me the word of knowledge. I know he operates through me prophecy. I know he operates through me uh, gifts of healings. I know he operates through me gifts of uh, various tongues, interpretation of tongues. All those are pertinent to my calling. Well, you're just as called as I am. God operating in you just like that. Amen. Father God, today I pray for each person in this room who's heard this message. I pray that we would get stirred up about spiritual gifts. That we'll be zealous for spiritual gifts. That we'll earnestly hunger, earnestly desire. According to King James, earnestly covet spiritual gifts. God, help us to make spiritual gifts a high priority in our prayer time that while we're asking for you know money and houses and cars all those kind of things that, that are meant to profit us help us God we, we come to you today and we say we will begin to covet earnestly spiritual gifts that will profit all I pray that in us there will be an increase in compassion for the lost the hunger the hurting the dying those who are suffering in any manner of life I pray Father, that in us and through us God you'd bring answers to the world oh the world is in so much chaos and turmoil and they don't know what to do God and truthfully Lord we don't know what to do we don't know what to ask what what to, what to pray for but Lord we know that if we pray in tongues if we pray in the spirit you'll reveal answers You'll reveal knowledge. You'll reveal wisdom. You'll help us to discern spirits. You'll show us what's behind certain things, God, so that, Lord, we can operate in a way that will bring deliverance, bring healing, bring increase, bring protection. Operate, Lord, in a way, Lord, through even the word of knowledge, O God, that will reveal your will. It will reveal the plots of the enemy. It'll even reveal the conscience of men's hearts. God, some people are sitting there, Lord, that I can see them sitting in business meetings, God, trying to make decisions about business and enterprise. You reveal to them the, the conscience of that person's heart sitting across the table, Lord. Lord, help us to see it even in our everyday lives where these gifts are so necessary so that we're never caught off guard. So that we are never disadvantaged we can never be at a disadvantage lord with these gifts operating in our lives so i pray father that there will be a stirring in this house a stirring in our hearts of god for spiritual gifts we want to see in this place god signs wonders miracles and gifts of the holy ghost always in operation in this house so i pray father that you will flow in us like never before have your way and us will give you praise and glory and honor for these things we do pray in Jesus name Amen Amen. and Amen. Give God a hand of praise today if you receive that all right now listen to me listen to me the gateway into spiritual flow is speaking in tongues okay if you're in here in this place and you were okay. I'm, I'm born again. I'm a believer, but I've never spoken in tongues either because I was taught that was of the devil, or I was taught that was no longer for today, or I was just never taught that that was for us. Then, then you need to step over into that. Forget all that. We got too many folk here with experience of speaking in tongues to think that that's not for today. <laughs> it's for today. Not only is it for today, it's for you. It's for every believer every believer now for service today we have a young lady here Elise raise your hand who we, this way we do it if you want to get baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues if you want to step over to a different realm there's not, it's not, not, it's nothing to be scared of the spiritual realm is your realm it's where you and I really live We walk in the spirit, the Bible says. We walk in the spirit. The Bible says we live in the spirit. So that's our realm. If you want to move into that realm, if you'll meet me after service right up here, I have at least walk with you and talk with you, and we have a team that'll pray for you, lead you in that prayer to receive the fullness of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I guarantee you, if you do that, your life will never be the same. Answers that you're searching for that you cannot find, and you've talked to other people, you can't get them. It comes through praying in tongues. It comes through praying in tongues. If you want to be used by God the way we've described today, it comes through praying in tongues. Amen? And that's available to you.